what you often watch leaders do is unfortunately react negatively sometimes if the truth isn't pretty. And by the way, that's the truth we don't get. If it's pretty, they share it really easily. It's like the well-edited movie, right? The final version's pretty and it's ready to share. So they're happy to tell you the good news. Uh, but they aren't always happy to tell you the bad news because they don't know how you're going to react or what you're going to do with it. Hi, and you just entered the Leadership Gym. I'm Randy Hall. I'm an executive coach and leadership consultant, and this is the place where we work on our ability to lead our team, lead our business, and yes, lead ourselves. If you are looking to improve your capabilities as a leader, you are in the right spot. And thanks for joining us. Really glad you're here today. Excited about the material that we're going to cover, as always, on this podcast. But it's fun to put these ideas together and to try to organize them in a way that's really helpful as you work to become a better leader, lead your team, your business, your family, your community more successfully. I really enjoy sort of compartmentalizing the concepts. And sometimes that's the hardest part, is not talking for three hours about something, but putting it into a package that's usable. Uh, so always fun as I start to think about how I want to organize these things, and always fun to deliver them to you. So thanks for being part of this. It, it's important to me, really matters that you're here, and I really appreciate you taking the time to think about how you become one of those people people that is a better leader, not another bad manager, uh, for lack of a better way of saying it. In, in this episode, we're, we're going to talk about the truth. And we're going to talk about why everyone lies to you as a leader and you rarely actually get the truth. You get what I like to think of as the made-for-TV movie, which is very different than the documentary. <laughs> and sometimes there's not nearly as much truth in it. Uh, so it's really pretty interesting. I was I was watching a movie the other night. We were watching uh, Ford versus Ferrari. I don't know if you've seen it. But we were sitting there with the family and we were watching it. And it was really interesting. I started to get into, I used to own old Mustangs, and I started to get into this concept of Carroll Shelby and, and where he came from. And I won't spoil any of the movie if you uh, haven't watched it. Uh, I thought it was a pretty good one and a good spend of time. But it was interesting. I started to do some research online about the real story, because anytime you've got a movie that was based on reality, you kind of wonder, hey, how much of this was actually true? How much of it was Hollywooded up uh, so that we would you know, like it better or it would make it more suspenseful or more interesting and all those things. And so I started doing a little research, uh, just digging into that. And it was amazing to me how much of it, you know, they changed simply because it would make a more interesting story. It was still an interesting story in all of its truth, but it probably made a better cinematic uh, film with a few things embellished or shifted or made a little different uh, or made a bigger part of the story than they originally were. And that's fine. That's great. It's a movie and we know that when we watch it. But if we are trying to lead with the movie version and not with the reality version, the documentary version, we can make some pretty bad mistakes. And so we're going to break open, first of all, why you get lied to all the time as a leader and why you also think you don't uh, because we'll I'll share some stories uh, around people that 
thought they weren't lied to. <laughs> they thought they had really good information, and what they had was a lie that they were working with. Uh, so we'll dive into that. Hey, before we get there, I wanted to share just a, a couple of thoughts with you around feedback and how important it is that as a leader, you know how to give feedback. And if you can't do that well, it is really hard to lead. And so I put together a, a video that can help you learn to deliver feedback in a way that, that causes it to to resonate in people's brains differently than maybe the way we typically do it. It causes them to accept it a little differently, to defend themselves against it a little less so that it doesn't really feel like criticism because if it does, then they don't use it well. And so we wanna structure it a little differently. We have a free video that'll help you do that. And so if you wanna improve in that area, you wanna learn how to give feedback that really matters, go to leadershipgym.com forward slash feedback. And this will make a difference in how you lead. And it will also make a difference in how much impact you can have on others. And I don't care who the others are, anyone on your team or around you or peers or what the heck, family members, anything uh, that, that you want to use it for relative to where you give feedback in your life can make a difference. So go check that out, leadershipgym.com forward slash feedback. Okay, let's get into the episode here on why people lie to you and how you can do some things. I'm gonna give you a process to, to help you do some things that decrease the amount of lying that happens in your world. <laughs> so let me start with a, with a story. A lot of the work that I do and have done for over a decade in my consulting business is with organizations, corporations, businesses that bring me in to help their leaders get better. And we do that in a lot of different ways. One of the tools uh, that are that's often used in leadership development is a 360 feedback. And most of you are probably familiar with what that is, but essentially we get feedback from everywhere around the, or the individual. That's why we think it was 360, 360 degree feedback. And so we're talking to their boss, we're talking to their peers, we're talking to certainly the people that they lead or manage. And sometimes we do that in, in paper form if we're doing it across an entire organization. Sometimes when I'm just working as an executive coach with leaders, what I will do is have what I call a live 360 and I spend time on the phone with those people. It allows me to go much deeper. It allows me to break open thoughts that they have and, and dig into them in a way that helps me pull themes out of the information very differently. In this case, in this story I'm gonna share with you, I was working with a leader and, and he had already gone through some 360 feedback and I was brought in based on the feedback to help him get better. And so I looked at, at some of that, and this is not an uncommon thing. We, I get to do it a lot, it's really fun work. So I looked at the 360 work and I was a little bit taken aback, which is hard to do. I've probably looked at hundreds of these things. I know I've looked at hundreds, maybe thousands of these things. And so as I look at the, the 360 feedback uh, for this individual, you know, one of the things that, that popped up was some of the comments where people had said things like, you know, this person is a, is a cancer in our organization, which is that's pretty strong, right? Nobody wants to have things like that on their 360 feedback. 
And, and so I started to work with this individual and I started to go through some of the feedback. You know, I started where I always started, which is, hey, talk to me about your definition of success as a leader. What do you consider to be a good one? What, it, you know, if you ever called yourself finished, we never do as leaders. What does that look like? What are the things that, that you're really great at? What's the feedback around you? What are other people saying? What have you accomplished? We, we break it open in a whole lot of ways. None of which, of course, resulted in feedback like this. And as I got to know the individual, decent human being, good person that, that cared about others. And you can't imagine how they get to this place, right? And more importantly, how do you get to a place where people think that about you and you don't know it? Because this was a complete shock. And it is so easy for us to think right now, even hearing this story, oh, yeah, but that would never happen to me. Wow, that guy must have really been a jerk. Uh, that person must have really... No. Neither one of those things were true. Uh, first of all, it happens a lot, and I see it far more than people think. And so here's a situation where I believed, in this case, if I'm that leader, I believed a set of things, and an entirely different set of things were true. I'm not making good decisions. I'm not interacting with my team well. I'm not diagnosing problems well. I'm not understanding why we're less effective than we could be well. I'm not helping people move toward anything well because of the fact that, that they have this set of thoughts about me. And I don't even know it. I don't even get to work on it. I don't even get to help make it better because it's not in my level of awareness anywhere. I don't even know that this exists and so we're, we're leading with a false set of things now we can go into and i won't actually in this episode all the reasons that person was causing people to believe these set of things about him that's important too but for the sake of our discussion today the fact that he didn't know the real story is what I want to hone in on because most of the leaders I work with, most of the people have a different view of what their team thinks than their team does. And that means we can't be successful or we can't be as successful. And sometimes there's a small departure. Sometimes it's huge, but there's typically a gap. And so as we look at these instruments that start to highlight the gaps for us, I get to see that a lot. Why do you need truth to lead? And, and we talked a little bit about the all the decisions and choices and, and things you have to focus on as a leader. And if you're getting information that's causing you to either go down the wrong path or not go down some paths that would really have a, a real impact for you, then... We have no shot at, at reaching a destination that, that matters or reaching it in a time frame that we feel good about. I was working with an organization. Sometimes I, I do. I get to go into organizations and sort of analyze what, what they're doing well, where they have opportunities to, to improve upon this, what their sort of best future looks like, and how to help them move toward it. And I was working with a, a retail organization. And I was in an executive meeting with the president and his team leaders. And we started talking about some things. The question, what are we doing really well in the business? And one of the things that came up was that every customer understands sort of our mission, what we care about, what's important to us, why we exist 
those kinds of things or what people were saying. And I thought, well, that's pretty cool, right? If we're going to sort of build raving fans as a retail organization, we kind of need to know or, and, and need to get people engaged in the things we care about. We want them to connect to us. And in order to do that, they have to know what we stand for. So I thought, well, that's a really good thing. How are you accomplishing that? And they said, well, we've developed this sort of statement, this paragraph that we use, and it is our, our vision for who we want to be for them. It's our customer-focused statement. It is our customer care statement, I think was what they called it. And, and so as you think about something like that, you think, okay, good thing for a retail organization to do. Right? And so we're making decisions based on the fact that we, our customers get a pretty clear picture of, of what we're about and who we are. I immediately leave that meeting and I go into one of the retail uh, establishments uh, of this business. And I start asking a few questions. Hey, what do you guys do here and, and what's important to you? Uh, I'm surprised, actually, after leaving that meeting that I've been through two or three minutes of conversation with the retail person the salesperson, and they haven't once told me anything about who they are or what they stand for, in spite of the fact that I'd asked some questions in that direction. And I finally just said, hey, one of the things I've heard about that you guys have here is, is this customer care statement. And they literally walked back to their desk, opened the drawer, pulled a card out and said, oh, that's what's written on this card. And we kind of keep it with us. We don't use it all that often. Uh, but we do keep it around. Actually, the managers uh, check sometimes to see if we have the card with us. And so it's something I should probably hang on to. Now, can you imagine the distance between what the president of the organization is thinking about how its customers feel, <laughs> how the customers of the organization feel about them, and how they really feel? Can you see the, the, the enormous gap between what I'm working on, trying to build as a president, what I'm trying to lead, and then the realities that exist in the world. And this is not all that unusual. I can go into most people's businesses at the top and say, hey, what are your goals? What do you stand for? What are you thinking about? What do you, what do you want to become? What are your hopes and dreams as a business? And then I can go to the people in the organization closer to the customer and find a very different set of answers or ideas. But what I also find to be incredibly amazing is that people at the top think everybody down there has those same thoughts because they said them, right? So this is just one example of, of how we get lied to. Here's the other thing to know, right? Authority leads to lies. The fact that we have authority over people means People don't come to us and say, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, Mr. President of the organization, um, our people really don't use that card all that much. Like, I've found it in a couple of desk drawers. And maybe the people in that room didn't even know that either. Maybe it was two levels down that people actually had some inkling that this wasn't working quite as well as the president thought it was. But... They don't want to say that. Nobody wants to go to the president and say, hey, wait, this thing that you spent like six months of your life trying to get us to, to organize, to, to create, and then to deliver our customer, yeah, it's not really working all that well. Nobody's really using it. Nobody's talking about it because they're scared of what he might do with his authority, maybe, and because 
boy, I don't want to be the one to burst his bubble to ruin his day. And certainly, what's that going to mean for me? There's a personal sort of stake in this. Man, is he going to shoot the messenger? Am I going to be the one that brought the bad news to him? And so I bear the brunt of all of that fallout, right? So authority leads to lies. We control in some ways in people's minds their future, their income, their raise, their chance for a promotion, their their ability to achieve the things they really want in life. We have that authority over people. And so they start to share a truth with us that helps them achieve what they want if they're not sure how we're going to react to the other news. And so they start to shade a little bit or position a little bit or think more about how they're going to have that conversation with us in a nicer way or a less negative way, which is good in terms of I want to have a positive information session with my boss. It's not good in the fact that ah, he's going to walk away with something really different than the actual truth to now make decisions for an organization or a business or a team. That is the challenge that we continuously run into. So authority, this just comes with the territory, right? Even if we're a really, really, really good leader, I promise you, and I've walked into organizations where we've done this, they still don't get the exact same truth that I, a stranger, a consultant who can come in and ask a set of questions and get a very different picture than what they've described for me in terms of what they think is going on in the world. So the fact that you're lied to is a circumstance. It's not a bad thing. People aren't doing it on purpose. They're not evil or pathological liars in any way. They're simply starting to adjust the truth in ways that make it more comfortable for them to share with you and also uh, allow them to be seen well and, and have a great career there. And hey, we do the same thing. There are times I watch managers and leaders give terrible feedback to people because it's not truthful. It gets shaded so much that it ends up being a lie. Or it wasn't truthful in the fact that they focused on one thing that they did wrong in a way that also didn't make it accurate. Okay, so we do the same thing to people. But when when people control our livelihood, we do it differently and we do it more consistently. Okay, so there are three things that I want to give you that can help you get more truth out of your organization. We just know that it happens. I don't get it. That's part of it. It's part of being the boss. It's part of being a leader. It's part of being in charge. But I'm going to do three things that help me get more of it because it will make me a better leader. I'm not angry at the people for not giving it to me. That's never going to work. But what I am doing is putting a system and a process in place to help get more of it so I can make decisions with more accurate information. All right, the first one, and this shouldn't be a shocker to any of us, really. We think about it is ask better questions. So if you have somebody new in the hall and they, and they just joined the team or they, do, they may not be in the hall now, um, the fact that we're in the middle of a pandemic and most people aren't in any sort of hall, unless it's their own hall at home. But as we interact with these people, we might ask them a question. And when I say, hey, what do you ask of a new person if you see them uh, and they've just joined the business within the last couple of weeks? And typically people will say something to me like, well, I ask them how it's going. How's it going? How's everything going? How are you liking it here so far? Right. And what do people always say when we ask a question like that? 
Right. They always say, hey, it's going good. It's going. They never say, you know what? I'm really struggling with Sue because we don't seem to get along pretty well. And I can't kind of figure out how to break through or build a relationship with her. And I got to work with her. And that's really weighing on my mind because if I can't get along with a teammate that I have to work that closely with, I got to start to wonder, is this, is this the right place for me? Like, I, I know we're all distant right now, but still that thought's running through my head. You are never going to get that when you say, how's it going? And and so what you get is the the movie version again. It's going great. Hey, things are good. It's a great place. Uh, excited to be here. Looking forward to it. Thanks for asking. You'll get stuff like that, which is a lie. It may be a lie just because it's not full of all the other information that we need to really know how our team is onboarding people, how they're they're getting along, how engaged that individual is. That may be the set of things we really cared about when we asked that question. Or maybe we didn't and we just asked that question out of habit. But if we want to know the answers, we've got to say, hey, what's been toughest so far? What's the most difficult? What's the biggest challenge you've faced? Who have you already built a good relationship with? Who do you feel like you might be struggling to build a relationship with? Who can I introduce you to? Or what do you want to know more about? Or who would you like to, uh, to, to learn more about that maybe you haven't discovered yet? If we ask a set of questions like that, we have a much greater chance of getting the truth. This is no different than part of the process that we use to interview people well. We don't ask questions that we know are going to be answers that are easily sort of made up or shaded. We ask questions so that we can find the truth and hire our best people. We're doing the same thing here. We want to develop our best people. We want to support our best people. And so we want to understand the truth about how they feel, how engaged they are, how they work, what's in their way. And so we've got to formulate questions that actually help us do that. So that's the first thing, ask better questions. The second thing we want to do is create a habit of valuing feedback and thanking people for it. This means that people have to feel really good after they told us the truth. So we've got to have a process for how we make them feel really good after they told us the truth. Now, that sounds really easy to do. What you often watch leaders do is unfortunately react negatively sometimes if the truth isn't pretty. And by the way, that's the truth we don't get. If it's pretty, they share it really easily. It's like the well-edited movie, right? The final version's pretty and it's ready to share. So they're happy to tell you the good news, uh, but they aren't always happy to tell you the bad news because they don't know how you're going to react or what you're going to do with it. And we want to build and practice a process for ourselves that says, you know what, that wasn't easy to hear, but it is really important for me to know. I'm going to help this team get better and help this business get better in a more effective way because you shared that. That's incredibly valuable, valuable for me. Now, I don't care what your sentence is. But I do care that you have one that you feel good about and that lets people know this was your definition of good. This was your definition of a fully engaged, fully valuable, fully helpful employee. They need to know that from the boss so they can work toward it. And that's how we give it to them, not in an onboarding process, not just in one conversation, but by the way they watch us react when they do things that they say, okay, I get to do more of that now because it showed up as good. That's how they're going to learn, right? So let's do that. Have that statement ready for them. 
even if it's really tough information. And even if you got to go think about it and figure out what to do because stuff's broken or not working like you thought it was, the last thing we want to do is, is send the message that says, hey, don't deliver that kind of feedback to me anymore because I don't want to hear that bad stuff because I'll tend to blow up about it and then it's gonna, I'm going to make everybody's life a living hell for the next week because I learned this. If that's the case, who's going to share it next time? No one who values their position, their you know place with the team, because the team's going to come down on them pretty hard. What'd you tell him that for? What'd you tell her that for? Now, now we're just going to have to go through all this stuff, right? So make sure that it is valued and also that you have a really good reaction to it. And the only way to do that is practice your sentence ahead of time. And you can make it your own, but practice something that you say the moment people give you tough information to hear. The last thing that you want to make sure that you do is show that you care about feedback when you get it, meaning that you consider it genuinely. You don't just thank them for it. You don't just sort of reward or recognize their ability to give it to you, even though it's hard. You actually go apply it where you can. That may mean in next week's meeting, hey guys, here's some things I've learned that I would love to dig more into, understand more about, and get your help figuring out. Because I don't necessarily know how to fix it or why it's broken or how we ended up here. And it's not about me just telling you we shouldn't be here and to be different. It is about us figuring this out together so that we have a better path forward. And I want to be part of that. You now also get to practice what you do with it. If it's about you directly, and oh, by the way, here's some questions you can use to get feedback about you directly that I, I didn't include in that section and I want to, it can be things like, hey, give me three things that I could do better for you as a boss. Uh, tell me what I did this week that really helped you or supported you in some way. Tell me what I did this week that you feel like got in your way. Like we can use those kinds of questions to get more information other than, hey, how's it going? How do you like working for me? Or how am I doing? You know, as a leader, those are too vague and general to get us real information. And when people get to choose, they give us less. Okay, back to where I was. Uh, I hope I didn't lose you there. I wanted to make sure I in included a couple of those questions as the example. So if we're getting feedback about the business, about ourselves, because we're asking better questions, because we're building kind of a culture where people think it's okay to do this, now, I want to take action on the things that I can. And that doesn't mean that I go sort of respond to everything everybody wants me to be and I end up being, you know, this person trying to please everyone and, and helping no one, right? Or that I'm spending all my time trying to be what this person wants and then this person wants and I'm not leading the team in any sort of way or appear to have no conviction. I'm not saying that at all. But even just like when I get 360 feedback for myself as a leader, I still get to pick what also resonates with me. You know what? I see their point here and I do some of that and I would like to change it. Not just because I got this information, but this information certainly aligns with ways that I want to be better. And when I can and people see me take action on that, it's going to make a world of difference for them. They're going to say, wow, I gave him some feedback or I gave her some feedback and she really took it to heart. She used it. Things are a little better around here. She asked those questions differently. She has our meetings differently. She involves me differently. That was good progress. Now we're building a world where people learn that the truth is how we sort of make progress around here and that people care about it. 
Well, that's a very different organization than don't give the boss bad news. But we've probably seen both organizations. I've certainly seen lots of both kinds of organizations. One is much more successful than the other. I'll let you figure out which one. <laughs> All right, so the choice we get to make here is do we genuinely know how people feel, what's going on in the business, where we can be better. Are we ready for that? And also, can we handle it well? And if we can, then we want to be able to dive in, discover it, embrace it, understand this information, learn from it. Hiding from the information in our business or on our team won't make it less real. It just means that we will learn about it too late, if ever, but certainly too late to do anything. And that's what information gives us, is the power to make our best changes so that we can create a different future for ourselves. But if we're looking at a future or at a current situation that is far different than reality, then we can't possibly understand how to improve it, even as we pursue what we've already envisioned as our best future. So make sure that we don't lose all of that opportunity, that momentum, that time of working with the truth. Uh, the time that that can give us, the decisions it can help us make better together with our team. Hey, if you like us and our podcast, uh, hopefully it's both, uh, do us a favor and give us a review. If, if you can give us a five-star one, we would love that because it makes other leaders listen to us and start to think about this. And this is how we create more great leaders and fewer bad bosses. And so we want to make sure that we we make a dent in that and you can help us do that and also i hope you subscribe so that this is a journey for you not just an an incident or an episode or a moment uh, where we got to intersect uh, but that you don't miss anything that's part of this conversation uh, we're here every week to help you and we hope that we can do that now i hope that you, you walk away from this get some more truth from the people around you especially if you have some authority because that'll help it not be as truthful and use that truth to go make a difference Music.